Section two of the Black Cat, Volume two, number two, November eighteen ninety five. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sonia. The Black Cat, Volume one, number two, November eighteen ninety five. Section two. From a trolley post by Margaret Dodge the man looked discouraged as he stood on the corner of the avenue his hands thrust into his overcoat pockets his slouch hat pulled down over his eyes he seemed to be posing for an end-of-the-century statue of resignation for fifteen minutes he had been facing a purely bostonese combination of east wind and drizzling rain while he waited for one of the electric cars built to pass that corner every five minutes there was no cab station within a mile and his train left at the other end of the town in half an hour besides he lived in a city where east winds never blew and where l trains and cable cars whizzed by with clockwork regularity consequently he possessed few resources for killing time on street corners after he had read his paper looked over his memorandum book and worn a path into the middle of the street by continued expeditions undertaken in hope of sighting the delayed car he had backed up against the white trolley post and fixed his lustreless eyes upon the row of brownstone apartment houses that lined the opposite side of the street suddenly a gleam of hope lighted the gloomy eyes of the man at the trolley post had the car after all taken a spurt had the wind changed no the track was still clear as far as the eye could see the vane on the nearest church pointed unwaveringly to the east but the resigned man had made a pleasing discovery he had found a companion in misery in the third-story side window of an apartment house diagonally opposite a picturesque black-eyed youngster stood drumming on the window-pane and scowling out into the brick-paved area on which the window opened with a disapproval that matched that of the man at the trolley post bud too was a stranger within the city gates and he too was tired waiting for luck to take a turn he had grown up in texas where the sun shines for three hundred and fifty days in the year and where every day he could wander out upon the plains and kill something and now he had come to this cold dismal city where he had to wear shoes and a fauntleroy suit and stay in when the east wind blew for two hours he had been waiting for the sun to come out and he had almost reached the end of his resources almost but not quite a moment later as the resigned man watched the little texan standing with his nose flattened against the pane his round bright eyes peering down into the mist he saw him open the window and through the iron grating of the balcony survey the scene below then with a coltish leap but disappeared into the room a moment later his agile little body again wriggled out onto the balcony it was a small rounded affair filled with potted plants and situated on a perpendicular line with similar balconies which belonged to the suites above and below in the one immediately under that on which the small boy stood was placed among the geranium plants and india rubber trees a glass globe containing several large goldfish hanging out over the railing bud fixed his round eyes on the glass globe and chuckled then he looked cautiously into the room behind him apparently no one was in sight producing from the pocket of his small trousers a fish line and hook he proceeded to lower it until the duly baited hook landed among the goldfish 
there was a deft twist of the line a splash and a flop something yellow and wiggling flashed through the air and a moment later a large goldfish lay breathing its last in a big flower-pot at the roots of an india rubber tree once more bud chuckled so did the man at the trolley post he had now waited half an hour but for the moment he had forgotten the east wind the delayed car and the train he wanted to catch without loss of time the boy again lowered his hook once twice three times the operation was repeated and then the boy unlooped himself from the balcony and scraped one foot meditatively upon the other four quarter-pound goldfish were now in the way of enriching the soil at the base of the india rubber tree and the stream was fish dry did the balcony offer other worlds for this youthful alexander apparently not for after chewing up several choice geranium blossoms and practising with his bean-shooter upon a draggled sparrow he turned to go the man at the trolley-post frowned having seen two acts of a play he objected to being cheated out of the third just then however the little comedy was continued by two new actors around the corner appeared an italian hand organist leading by a string a minute monkey gorgeously costumed in a green skirt scarlet jacket and green and gold cap as the melancholy italian put down his instrument and began grinding out daisy bell his hairy attendant scampered across the pavement and began scrambling up the iron balconies of the tall apartment house in quest of pennies a yawning grin convulsed bud's small features flinging his fish-line into the flower-pot he climbed through the window and disappeared he was gone only a few moments but when he returned he bore himself with a new air a large sombrero sat jauntily upon his black curls from his left arm hung a coil of rope while his brown right hand brandished above his head the loop of a lasso as he stood there motionless the hand holding the lasso poised in the air he looked the perfect pocket edition of a texas cowboy the man at the trolley post would have wagered a large sum that among the thirty-five thousand small boys reported by the last census as living in boston there wasn't another boy like bud meantime the organist had changed his tune from daisy bell to hold your head up hogan while the monkey had been making a triumphal progress up the iron balconies his gorgeous uniform acrobatic leaps and hand-over-hand -hand performances together with his shrewd chatter and the graceful twirl with which he pocketed coppers had attracted every child within a radius of four blocks pennies rained upon him like roses on a favourite prima donna and the little fellow was put to sore straits to collect the rich shower in bud's absence he had travelled to the topmost balcony of the seven-storey apartment house and was now resting on the fourth on his downward progress when his bright eyes caught sight of another offering that was being thrust through the window upon the second-storey balcony of the next house by a child more retiring than his neighbours this house stood on the other side of a common area barely fifteen feet wide and the railing upon which the offering lay was directly opposite the one where the little beastie crouched but some ten feet below the monkey took in the situation with twinkling eyes then after a brief chattered soliloquy he humped up his back and drew himself together ready for a spring by this time the man at the trolley post was breathless with excitement to attempt to keep track of the boy and the monkey at the same time was like watching a circus with two rings by a quick glance however he noted that while the monkey was gathering itself for the leap 
the boy was standing erect his eyes fastened on the monkey his fingers whirling the loop of the lasso above his head with the apparent ease that means a deadly aim once twice the noose circled in the air the monkey quivered with the impulse to spring but just then the accident happened the car arrived and the man from new york missed the end of the play end of section two